Welcome to the Writer's Block Party Podcast with your hosts Meredith Bond and Prue Warren, where they discuss every aspect of a writer's life, from the craft of writing and editing, through publishing and marketing, and finally into building a global publishing empire. Here is Mary and Prue. Hello, and welcome to the Writer's Block Party podcast. I am one of our hosts. I am Meredith Bond, and I am here as always with my co-host. I'm Prue Warren. Hi, Prue. How are you today? (laughs) I'm very good, Mary. I I just want to say that I'm the one who asked the stupid questions. This is this is the division because I am ignorant. So my goal you are is a to new ask writer. Questions. Okay, I'm a new writer, but I'm also fearless when it comes to exposing my ignorance, which means that I can ask the questions of people that others might be too ashamed. Everything you wanted to know about writing, but were too ashamed to ask. <laughs> it's like a tagline. Today, we are here with my teacher, of whom I have asked many a stupid question. We are here with with Jenny Nash. And Jenny is the owner, creator of Author Accelerator, which is a book coaching program. Hi, Jenny. Thank you so much for joining us. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me. Jenny, can you just tell us a little bit about your background just to get started? Sure. I was like so many people, a person who wanted to be a writer. That was always my goal all the way back since fourth grade. And I was an English major and I moved to New York after college and I got a job at Random House and I thought that I had I had made it because I was so close to the place where things were happening. But after a while, I realized that being close to the place where things were happening was not doing the thing. <laughs> so I um, made some moves and began to focus on my own writing. And I had a lot of early success in the traditional publishing realm. My first book was published when I was 25. And wow. I... Oh, I know. I know. And and it was all really quite uh, easy in a way for me. Um, and I found myself, I know, I, I know. Gas face. Nobody gets well, to say this is easy. I know. Nobody. It's it's true. And I then found myself, however many years later, uh, stuck in the midlist. So I was a midlist writer at a big publishing house. And a lot of people who are trying to be writers think that that's a great place to be because it is. I was really lucky. It was a great place to be. People <laughs> wanted my books, all of those things. But when when you're trying to make a career, the minimalist is not a great place to be. You're not making enough money to, to sustain yourself. The publishing company isn't behind you. Back in the day, there wasn't the internet, there wasn't the power to do your own connecting to readers or your own marketing or anything. You were really beholden to the publishers. And so I I found myself really stuck and uh, frustrated and unhappy. Long story short, while that was happening and my, my traditional writing career was kind of falling off a cliff, I had been teaching, which so many writers do and and did to to support myself 
And I was teaching in the UCLA writing program, which is one of the largest adult education writing programs in the country. And I found myself frustrated with the way writing was being taught. It was it was very hard to be an instructor in a classroom with 15, 20, 30 students who are all wanting attention on their words. That's what writers want is attention on the words. And I couldn't give it. And I was starting to dream about a different way of working with writers. And I, I was really lucky because one of my colleagues asked if I would help her start from zero and write a book and pitch it. It was a nonfiction book. And I found the opportunity to test out some of these ideas and processes. And that's when I started book coaching. And that writer turned out to be Lisa Cron, whose books oh. Wired for Story <laughs> and, and Story Genius. She got a two book deal at 10 Speed, which is a division uh, imprint of Random House. And my next two clients, uh, suddenly people were lined up at my door to help. To ha- help. And my next two clients also got uh, traditional publishing deals in um, different genres than, than Lisa wrote. And I suddenly realized that I was better at book coaching than I was at writing. My clients were doing better than I was doing. And so I decided to to pursue it. And I I pivoted to to become a book coach and started building my own practice um, and and then leap forward again. And I started a company to train others to do it. And we've now certified more than a hundred coaches in fiction and nonfiction. And I am a giant evangelist for book coaching. That's where I find myself today. Right. That's amazing. With with Meredith being a book coach, obviously at your training, I know that she will have more questions for you than I will, but I, I just have to know, are you that desire to tell a story and, and, and you've been a mid-list author for God's sakes, is it gone? Are you going to have you, you're done, you're done writing. You're going to focus on book coaching. Well, that, it's so interesting. I mean, that question has so many layers to it because yeah. I write. <laughs> I write all the time. I've published three books for one for book coaches and and two for writers. They're how-to self-help books about writing. And I but I don't consider that what I think you're asking. Because I think what you're asking is that impulse to to write for my own self, yeah. not as a teacher, yeah, the but storyteller. As, right, as a storyteller. storyteller. Yeah. And it is it is not gone, but it's not strong either. It's it's interesting. It's, well, it's sort not of, strong at the moment. It's not strong right. at the moment. I don't think it but, ever but, goes I away. Mean, author lives <laughs> go through phases. They do, and and yeah. I I actually have a story that I uh, from my own life that I am wanting to tell, and I've been wanting to tell for quite a long time, and I was struggling so much with how to tell it. And I was struggling so much with the why, which is the first question in my in my blueprint process is why do you want to write this book? I couldn't answer. I couldn't answer. And I I got some very wise counsel from some very wise friends who said, put it, put it on the back burner, but put it on the back burner with a very specific, in a very specific way. And we decided upon three years that I was gonna not work on this book for three years. And if in three years 
I still felt compelled to do it and I could answer those key questions, then I would turn back to it. So that's kind of that's a very intentional um, prioritization of of things that I want to make happen. When are those three years done? I am one year into the three years. Okay. <laughs> is, is, do, do you feel like it's still percolating? The, the back burner still bubbling a little? Yes, but the heat is definitely turned down. I was, you know how when, a, when an idea catches hold of you, it's almost like a disease. You can't, yes. right? You cannot yeah. get it out of your head. You cannot get it out of your heart. You wake up in the middle of the night. For me, it's, I hear things on the radio. I see things in the newspaper. It's like the universe is, is you know, clawing at me and, or I sometimes use a metaphor. It's like uh, ghosts rattling chains in the attic and you're, and you're like, stop it. You know, and, and it, you can't, <laughs> you can't not think about it. And, but it, but that can, there's also a choice to turn that off. And, and that's what I, that's what I've done. And I do sometimes, <laughs> you guys will appreciate this. I have a, I have a situation I don't want to say too much about it with one of my daughters. That would be the best story. It would be so good <laughs> as a novel. And, and it would be a, what it would be a, what if this, what if this mother did this thing that I would never dare to do? And, and I, I do have those thoughts like, Oh, it'd be so good. And I sort of, it sort of buzzes through my brain. And then I say, no, I'm going to put it over here. And, and I have to just interject my own self to say I'm reading a fantastic book called uh, uh, 4,000 Weeks by Oliver Bateman. I hope I'm saying his last name right. It's a uh, subtitle is Time Management for Mortals. <laughs> it's absolutely riveting. And, and the main idea is you have to choose what you want to be and what you want to do and what you want to focus on. And that necessarily means letting things go and not choosing things. And that when the more we pretend that we can do all the things, the the less we actually can accomplish and the more not peaceful we will feel. And I am I'm absolutely riveted by this idea and stepping into it even more strongly than I have been. And and I have a really big ambition to change an industry. I want to change an industry. And, and I can't do that if I'm doing all the other things. So <laughs> it's, um, that's where I to, find myself. You have to prioritize. Yeah. And the, and the notion that you can do it all. I have really come up against that in, in recent, in recent years, when, when my children, when I became an empty nest mom, I was like, okay, everybody out of my way. I'm doing all the things. I, I'm I'm all in on everything I want to do. And I I have very recently realized that that's not gonna work. I can't, I can't be a writer in the way you're talking about Prue. I can't, I actually can't be a book coach in the way that I have been a book coach. There I have to choose. And so I'm actively involved right now in in that choosing. So the the book I was mentioning at the beginning, the back burner that's that's just on a very very low similar simmer it has to be there if I want to do the things I want to do things happen in the right time it's not the right time for that book yeah give it three years 10 years 20 years it, the right time will come and the book will become inevitable yeah I love that it, uh, the book will become inevitable that's great and and the you know 
it's like a dual, a dual, a duality. Life is really short and life is also really long. And, and I think, you know, you have to kind of live both ways. <laughs> like, uh, and I know a lot of writers talk about, I want to write this book before I die. That's a thing I hear a lot. And that's the life is short part, right? I got to get on it. Like time is ticking, but then life is long is there's time. There's time to do all the things and, and it can come later. Now we're just talking about philosophy, you guys. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I'm sorry. I'm backing off. Mary, you've got book coach questions. I will learn and listen. Oh, no, I don't have too many, but I would really love for Jenny to tell us about Author Accelerator because so I fell into this program um, because I read uh, Jane Friedman's blog. Mm -hmm. And I think that you must have guest blogged for her or she blogged about Author Accelerator and you offered a free introduction to it. This was two, three years ago. And I was right. I've been writing and formatting for so many years since 2011, 2012. And I was ready, you know, with vellum coming along and people beginning to format their own books more and more. I was watching my formatting business drop and drop. And I was like, okay, I've got to do something more than this. And I was also thinking that, you know, debating whether I wanted to go into counseling or, but what I wanted to do was kind of counsel authors. And so, and I knew that counseling took, you know, about five years or more to go through all of the coursework and then the 10,000 hours or however many hours in order to get certified. And, and then I saw Jane Friedman's posting about author accelerating. It's like, oh, book coaching. It's kind of like counseling for authors. <laughs> and so I, so I took the free course and I was like, this sounds amazing. This just sounds like so much fun. And it's so fascinating. And you had so many really interesting guests on this, this course, people talking about counseling for authors, people talking about building a business, people talking about how you earn money in this field and the need for authors to do more than just be writers. Mm. You know, to and I've heard this from so many other people, from so many authors, because while we love writing and we love selling our books, you never earn as much money as you might need to. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm in the hole. I've spent more money than I've earned. Exactly. And most authors are in exactly that position. And so most authors are in this position where they need to do something more, something in addition. And so what I was doing was my formatting. And then I thought, oh, coaching, that, that's exactly what I need. And so I fell into your program and it was just so inspiring and so wonderful. I want you to share this with our audience, if you don't mind. Well, thank you. I'd be I'd be happy to. So the the idea of book coaching, you talked about it beautifully, is having someone in your writing process while you're writing, rather than waiting till the end 
to have an editor. I mean, everybody who's ever been edited by a good editor loves it because it's amazing. You finally have somebody paying attention to your words and caring as much as you care and seeing it in its full dimension and helping you see it in a better way. Being edited is an incredible experience, but it's usually too late for most people. It comes too late. They've already made so many mistakes. They've baked those mistakes into a long manuscript. They're invested in that manuscript and it can be, be uh, I've started to use the word, um, the doom loop of revision where they're, they're just in this loop and they, <laughs> I have a graphic. I could share it with your audience. Um, but the doom loop. I love the doom loop. We know exactly what it means. And, and, and then at the end of the doom loop, you submit whatever you have, mostly because you're sick of it, not because it's ready. Then you get rejected. Then you wonder what's wrong with you. And it starts to be not even about the writing. It starts to erode the writer's confidence. And so what a book coach is doing is they're, they're in the process with you to, to help you improve the writing. But as you alluded to, Mary, it's to help you become a writer to help you step into that identity, to help you manage the process and the emotions and the creative life and the habits and the business of it and the management of it and to take it seriously. And, you know, Prue mentioned she's she's in the hole financially. Well, you good. You should be. Like what business, what business person starts a business and immediately begins making money? or it immediately begins to have a positive return on that investment. That's what starting a business is. And, and becoming a writer is starting a business. And so when I said before that I want to, I want to change an industry, what I want to change is the way that writers nurture themselves and the way that they approach the business. Because I, I am of the firm belief that it's very hard to be a good writer and and that involves the writing itself, the, the craft, the learning of how to write a narrative, the schooling of ourselves and how to do this. Most people are trying to learn how to write while they're writing. And, and then there's the whole other piece of being a published writer who is trying to make money and who's trying to continue to be published. And it's, it's just a vast number of skills and and things that people have to learn how to do and manage. And we, we tend to think that it's, you know, it's just that myth of, oh, a fairy godmother's going to wave a magic wand and I'm going to become a successful writer and someone's going to buy the rights to my movie, you know, my book and make it into a movie. And Reese Witherspoon is going to play me and, and I, I'll have it made in the shade. <laughs> Where is that fairy godmother? Could you give me her email address? (laughs) Right, but everybody sort of thinks that's going to be them. And look, when I was in it, when I was in it, I 1000% that was going to be, thought that was going to be me. That was what I was waiting for is, will somebody just give me a boatload of money and and tap me on the shoulder and, and choose me and pick me and elevate me to what I should be because I'm ready and I'm tired of waiting. And you know, I really actually felt that. And, and I, um, and I know a lot of people also feel that. And even though it's a little bit tough, 
that's what I'm trying to change. <laughs> Stop thinking that way. It doesn't work like that. It might work like that for every once in a while, there'll be a name that rises up in the universe that it works like that for. And then we all think that's going to be us. And that's the the 0.01% of the 1% that we're holding up as a, as this myth. And, and it's, but it's really just a whole lot of hard work. And, and so why shouldn't, why shouldn't it cost you money to learn how to do that and to and to commit to that and to invest in that and to really give it your best? So that's me up on my soapbox. And <laughs> Author Accelerator is designed to help writers do that. And so even though we're a company that focuses on training book coaches, that's what we that's the service that I sell. That's the thing that I do. The mission is to help writers nurture themselves and give themselves what they need to do their best work. So it's ultimately a company about writers being better writers and and managing the work better. And the way we do that is is by training book coaches to help them. I, I think it absolutely is the best way to learn is to have somebody paying that very close attention to your work and helping you manage the whole thing and learn what you need to learn and see where your skills are weak and see what you have to, what you have to learn. For me, when I think about, I think about what you're saying, I know that being an author is hard and there is so much to learn and so many places where (laughs) you're going to go wrong. Um, but every writer is walking, we're all walking in parallel, but we are on very different paths. So what's hard for me is not hard for Mary. What's easy for me is hard for her. You know, it's, it's such a personal uh, journey, dream, nightmare, pick your metaphor. Um, How do I find a, a book coach? I think it's like finding a therapist. Therapist, how do I find the book coach who's strong where I'm weak? That's a really good question. So I made a decision with my business that I sometimes regret, (laughs) but I, I continue to stand by it and I continue to make this choice every day. And my decision was that I was never going to have a marketplace, meaning you come to a website, here's a list of all our book coaches, Go scroll through them and see who you like. There are places that do that and they do that well. And they offer an incredible array of people who can help you in a, in the many ways that book writers need help. And I, I said that I was never going to do that. And the reason for that is exactly what you just asked Prue, which is the criteria that somebody is going to use to choose is not going to be effective. They're going to use a criteria like, who has the most published books of these book coaches? That's who I'm going to pick. Or who has the most published authors of all these book coaches? That's what I'm going to pick. Or who's had the client who had made the most money or hit the bestseller list? That's who I'm going to pick. And all those criteria have zero to do with what you need or or what they can offer. And so I I don't have that marketplace aspect available to people. What I have instead is I pay a lot of money to have a staff person whose job it is to know all our coaches 
and to match the writers by hand with those coaches. So we have a- Holy smokes. Yeah, we have a very extensive intake form that asks, so so the intake form is getting at, at the big questions, which is why are you doing this? What is your publishing goal? It's to prove it's trying to get at where are you in this process? Have you have you already tried to pitch and and failed? Uh, have you had feedback before? Usually people have had feedback that's gone very awry. That's a common um, a common thing. Are you in a writer's group? Um, are you looking for some tough love or do you need some gentle guidance? You know, are you new to this? Are you uh, on a publishing contract and you need to get this book done in four months? You know, where are you in the, in the, there's so many parts of the process to master. And so we're trying to get a sense of where you are and what you're looking for. And then of course, what is your story about both externally and internally topically and emotionally? And then, um, we we match by hand. So um, this person who's, who's, <laughs> whose name is Margaret um, will will think and discern and talk to me and talk to others and we'll go to the book coach that we think would be best and see if they're available and if they're interested and and then we we make this match and the writer. She's a yenta. <laughs> yeah. She's a yenta. You've got a yeah. matchmaker. Yeah. And so then the writer will go to that coach and they can decide, they have a conversation with the coach and they can decide, is this a good fit? Is this good a match? And, and we, we take quite a lot of pride in our matches because they, they often turn out to be magical. And I'm just going to give you one example because it just, it's just a perfect example. So we recently had, a, um, I know this, this uh, podcast is about fiction, but we recently had a nonfiction book incubator and we were doing the matching for this and we had a writer and uh working on a book for um young people and their careers so it was a sort of new college graduate career book and we we're trying to make a match with a coach and we were debating between these three different coaches and we were really trying to look at all the different aspects and and how old were the coaches children had they been in the workplace you know all these criteria and we finally landed on on a match. So the, the writer's name was Daisy and the coach's name is Suzette. So we matched Daisy and Suzette and, you know, we, we done all this work and we're just sort of crossing our fingers like, Oh, we hope they like each other, you know? And, and then I get this, I start getting these emails from the coach Suzette and she's like, um, Daisy and I have a very interesting personal connection. And, and it, she made it sound like it, this doom, this dread and doom. And, and she said, they, they went onto LinkedIn and, you know, we're looking at each other and they, they had three connections and one of them was Suzette's ex-husband and Suzette, um, had left her husband after 30 years of marriage to, to live a different life and, and marry a woman. So she had this very dramatic personal life change and, and, um, Daisy, the writer, was friends with the new wife of the ex-husband. So out of wow. all the people in the entire universe, we matched this writer and this book coach. Like, what? And and so then I immediately said, we'll find you a new match. We will undo right. this, right? It, I'm so sorry. Like, how could we have known? And, and she said, oh, no, 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 no. 
we love each other. We we want to we want to go forward with this. So they go forward with this, and I'm just smiling if you can't see because it's a podcast. But um, they had the most <laughs> extraordinary experience together. They have become deeply close. They did extraordinary work in bringing this book to life. They it was just an incredible situation, and uh, I mean, is that just nuts? And that <laughs> that kind of thing happens. That- in the strangest ways all the time. And so is that really a good answer to your question? How do you find a book coach? That's how we do it. It's <laughs> <laughs> a really good answer. And let me, I, I want to, let me be very practical about this because you have hired, you've got Ayanta on staff. Yes. Uh, at what point, uh, if I say, oh my God, you and your Yenta are the person for me, you're going to find the book coach I want. Somebody has to pay the Yenta. Who, who practically, who pays? Oh, so the writer pays. It's $25 to be matched. And we we do that so that it's accessible. How do you, how do you live? $25 to be, that seems like a very reasonable price. I very think so. But it, it goes to, I mean, look, the prices of the programs that, that I'm offering through Author Accelerator, when anytime you get matched with a coach through, an author accelerator program, it's expensive. And so I'm, I'm often in the business of talking about money and talking, uh, uh, not justifying it. I don't like that word, but explaining why it's it's expensive and why the value is there. And it goes back to what we were talking about. We're, we're offering very customized, very intensive, personalized feedback to help you do your best work. And there's no way that's not expensive. It's not, there's a lot of, a lot of services that help writers or that offer different things to purportedly help writers that I don't think actually help. And they're very affordable. And I, I, I buy these things as a business person myself all the time, you know, a $37 thing, a $97 thing. Oh, here's a $250 thing. And, you know, I grab these things cause I want to learn whatever little thing they're, they're teaching. And, and sometimes they can be very valuable. I love to learn. So, you know, it's great, but that's not how you're going to write a book. You're not going to learn how to write a book by taking piecemeal little bits and pieces along the way. You, you're going to learn how to write a book by playing a long game. And, and I think the best way is having, having somebody in it as a, as a guide or a, a personal trainer or whatever you want to call it. And now I can't remember what question I was answering, but uh, hopefully (laughs) Um, the other part of it is that the author accelerator program for coaches is also quite expensive. It is. It's um, we just raised the price. So I got, I want to make sure I get it right. It's $2,400 for the training, which takes somewhere in the neighborhood of six to nine months. It's self-paced. And that includes the first year of being part of our community and licensed in our community. And the um, that membership in the community is where we do ongoing training and continuing education. We bring in industry experts to to talk to the coaches every month and learn something new. Uh, you know, the support of the other coaches, the being in in a group of people who are all trying to lead this industry and set the bar in this industry. And, and that's 
that's what it all pays for. And, and then of course it helps cover the the cost of the, the matching that the $25 doesn't actually cover and all the other things that, that we do. Um, so yeah, I, I'm on the expensive side. Um, and I, I try really hard to not doubt myself on that because it's not, it's not like I want to gouge writers. That's not what I'm here for. I, I know now I'm going to, now I'm going to hit you. I got, I got, I got, I got marketing coaching for you. Stop thinking about how much you cost and start thinking about how much value you provide. Right. Because that's, you're worth it. Right. And And I, and I know that's true and I believe that's true. And, but it's that it's why I find it interesting is that that fairy godmother myth is goes with the thing that I'm going to get this uh, prize and it's not going to actually cost me. And I mean, cost by time, energy, yeah. and money, energy. Yeah. right? It's, yeah. I'm not going to have and to pay in time, energy, or money. And I'm going to get this thing that, that everybody wants, but I'm going to somehow just, just magically get it. It's like, no, you're not. <laughs> On the other <laughs> hand, you can approach the program um, sort of a la carte. So yeah. I, I did. That's what I did. So I got the coaching course and the business course, and I paid for them. And then I stopped because it would have been another big chunk of money to get the actual certification, which I didn't have on hand. <laughs> and so I I took the coursework and then stopped. So like, I'm not part of your coach matching program, but on the other hand, for my coaching business, I also charge a lot less than you recommend. Well, we should talk about that. Well, <laughs> I was going to say, why would you, why would you tell Jenny that? Um, okay. I, I, I have so much to I say wanna... about that, but I know our time is up. <laughs> Well, let's, let's, let's go back to valuable. What do you, what do you advise book coaches charge their clients? Well, I don't, I don't advise an actual number, but I, I, and I don't know what Mary charges, but I, by by her, her attitude, I can say (laughs) she needs to charge way more. And, and the reason is that what you said, Prue, it's valuing what I'm, what I found in my business is that most of the, the vast majority of the people we train to be book coaches are women the vast majority of them are incredibly well educated the vast majority of them have done things in their life other jobs in their life um wh- whether it's academia or teaching or the, they come from the corporate world or the nonprofit world they're lawyers they're they come from all different places and they bring this incredible experience to the table and they have not traditionally been very valued in the world for the talents that they bring. And oh. I'm, I'm making a oh. giant assumption here, but let's just make a giant assumption. An English major has often been told, you're never going to make any money. The world doesn't value that. Really, you should have studied economics and gone into banking or, you know, whatever the, whatever the message is. And about making money. And so a lot of the people that we train have this idea that my talent and my skill and my experience doesn't actually, isn't actually worth anything. And that plays into what we were talking about where writers think 
I don't actually have to invest in what I'm doing. So you have this, this um, spiral of unworthiness, right? And so right. by the by the book coach saying, actually, what I do is very valuable. It's very helpful. I'm going to, I'm not going to guarantee that you're going to be published because nobody can do that. I'm not going to guarantee that you're going to make money as a writer because nobody can do that. But I can guarantee that you're going to learn skills. You're going to do a better job. You're going to do the best job you can with this project. You're going to invest in yourself and feel confident and proud of what you've made. And that that makes lifts the writer up, but it also lifts the book coach up because they're bringing all that to the, the table. So I started on a soft. I want to support that. And I'll end I, on a, a, I want. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll end on a soapbox, right? So that's why I say when I'm trying to change an industry, I, I'm trying to change the way we value what writers do and what writers need. And I mean, this is a total tangent, which I will not go down, but just the <laughs> idea that you can get a, an amazing book that somebody has written for 99 cents or, or $2.99 or $12.99 that's going to change your life that you're going to spend 20 or 25 hours with why like we should be paying we should be paying more it's it's kind of like teachers you know so that's, that's right yeah so that's that's my soapbox that i end on is um it's i i could talk a lot about money i have have a lot of ideas around it and being in this business has taught me a lot about it and a lot about what what we don't value in in our writers and in ourselves and that's part of what i want to change and we should. We should. You're absolutely right. How do people contact you? Is there a website? Oh, well, if people are interested in being matched, you go to authoraccelerator.com and it should be very obvious what you do. And if people want to become a book coach, you go to bookcoaches.com. There's I'm writing a whole... both down so that I can put them in the show. Great. Okay, good. Beautiful. I have 10,000 more questions for you. I don't want to take up too much more of your time. I'm going to go to the website and research all of it myself so I don't have to keep you any longer. Thank you. You're amazing. Thank you so much, Jenny. This is really, really wonderful to hear all that you're doing, which is so inspirational. Thank you for it having is. me. Good luck changing the world. <laughs> yes. <laughs> A wonderful, wonderful time. Um, Meredith, next week, you and I are going to talk with author J.T. Bach. Who's yes. going to give us the lowdown on Chekhov's gun? And here's the clue, girls and boys. It's not Anton Chekhov from Star Trek. It's the other Chekhov. <laughs> or so I'm told. I'm very glad you made that clear. I'm very oh, glad. Anton Chekhov is the playwright. Yes, what's it's Chekhov's Anton Chekhov. Che Anton Chekhov che is the playwright. Chekhov, what's Chekhov's first name on Star Trek? There are There's, there's someone listening who goes, well, of course. Does he have so a of Everybody knows. <laughs> tangent, tangent, rabbit hole. <laughs> and, and we will not actually have to go into gun laws when we're talking about Chekhov's gun. Good point. That's a good point. Things to remember. It's not about Star Trek. It's not about gun laws. That's good. Writers will like this one. <laughs> Jenny, Jenny, you're a dream. Uh, I'm, I'm very glad to have you at the head of this coaching industry because you're going to make the world better for me as an author. And I thank you. Thank you. That's lovely to hear. <laughs> Thanks so much, Jenny. Thank you. All right.
Thanks, Prue. Talk to you next week, Mary. Bye, you guys. Thank you. That's it for the Writer's Block Party this week. We don't want you getting so drunk on knowledge that you can't drive your laptop safely. But next week we'll be here before you know it, so check out the website at thewritersblockpartypodcast.com. One word. That's where you can find our archive of past podcasts and a place where you can get in touch with Mary and Prue or ask questions for the next podcast. Write with joy, friends, and see you next week. Thank you.